Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of The Rewritten Rules, a sports podcast. We're back. It's been a minute. I hope everyone enjoyed our NFL draft coverage. Uh, shout out to Kevin from accounting. That was a great time. Uh, that's something that we'll have to see how that plays out <laughs> in the regular season when actual football starts. But today, we're going to talk about a lot of other things. We got the NBA playoffs that are in full swing now. And we got a couple of guests to talk about this. We I'm, got, um, oh, Jeff, you jumped the gun. Here we go. Let me give you a proper intro. You deserve okay. it. Listen, listen. So as the founder of the Rewritten Rules, one of the original founders, a legend in the game, you can catch him on so many other shows. He's on the oh, Luke Capetta show with Jeff Fenner. He's possibly on another political show. I don't want to bring that up right now. And he's also co-founder of the Rewritten Rules, Jeff Fenner. Welcome to your inaugural appearance on this podcast. Listen, it feels good to be back for the first time. How's it feel to be back? It's got to be back in the saddle again. Um, I want to shout out a couple people real quick. Please do. Go ahead. You deserve um, it. My guys from Michigan, uh, Josh Woody and um, John Robertson, uh, a.k.a. J-Rob um, and uh, Josh Woody, J-Dub on uh, J-Dub 15 on Twitter, I believe. Um, we started this platform, man, maybe back in 2013 or 14, uh, mainly focused on a lot of baseball, AL Central, um, we had a pretty good following. We had a great website, um, and unfortunately, because of distance and, and time, it uh, fell apart. And uh, we entrusted this in the able hands of our boy uh, Yogs here, and uh, he's done a great job. And uh, I just want to, again, thank those guys because uh, they helped build our uh, Twitter following and our following as, as listeners. And uh, those guys deserve a lot of credit for where uh, we're sitting right now. So uh, it's good to be black here. Like, I, uh, I work back here. I worked, uh, we worked really hard to build this. So, uh, you're doing a great job with it, man. I want to say that, uh, the podcast you put out so far have been uh, fantastic and, uh, giving out a lot of great information about the draft and the masters and, uh, you know, good to be here with you. Yeah. And shout out to those guys too. I appreciate the efforts they put in and uh, wait, are they Tigers fans? Are are you all, you guys are all Tigers fans? No, um, actually Josh is a Tampa Bay Rays fan and they're having a fucking huge resurgence this year. This is, uh, and they're going against every conventional rule in baseball history okay. uh, with the openers. You've seen this? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I saw, they got yeah, the yeah. guys pitching one hitting to start, and they turn over the starters. I so, actually uh, didn't think they'd do that consistently, but I got to give them credit. And, it's going to be hard for them to get free agent big-time pitchers doing this, but if they build, <laughs> I don't think they if, care about that, if yeah. they build well from the minor leagues, not a bad idea. Yeah, and now keep doing it. I'm a baseball purist. I kind of want... I want the Verlander guy. Yeah, it's guy. weird to see that. It's I want the Verlander guy that throws 200 innings, you know what I mean? Takes yeah. the ball and goes, but... Uh, it's weird to see a reliever. Listen, if it, really. if it wins, it wins, right? right. I, I also don't like shifts. so <laughs> I'm hoping that whole crew is Michigan fans, though, right? Or is that not? Did you have beef with um, that? You didn't have any Michigan. None of those guys are Michigan State guys, right? I feel like, you know, my boy Josh, he's uh, been my friend since fucking grade school. Good kid. I think that he kind of goes against what everybody's going for. Um, I feel like he's not a Michigan guy. Uh, J-Rob, big Michigan fan. Big Michigan. Fan, okay, so you, you, that's why you guys are yeah. still. But I mean, we're all, we're all. Tied you would in. never do a podcast with a Michigan State fan. Would yeah, you? yeah, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I've been on um, drinking liberally with a pure <laughs> Fox Republican, Dennis, who wears <laughs> Trump twenty twenty shirts. I mean, I don't. Yeah, you know, guy, I don't, I don't discriminate. Yeah, that guy's a traitor to our country, but we could talk about that on another podcast. We also have here, and he's been quite. He's taking his notes, but Pizzle, say hi. You've heard Pizzle on our March Madness podcast, which we're. Great success, by the way. Congratulations on some of the great picks you made. 
Yeah, that kind of fell apart at the end, though. Well, it fell apart at the Pizzle, end. Pizzle, I want to give you some props. You want to give sure me some props? I'm sure you got it here. Um, not, none of you care about this, but just real quick, uh, we've got this basketball fantasy league that's pretty much a staple of the friendship of oh, the three yes, guys sitting yes. at this table. This deserves um, praise. Me and Yogg's met through this. Um, and Pizzle took was a late add to this to yeah, make sure we had the guys. He was a last-minute ad. And um, <laughs> he was mocked. Hard in the uh, draft process, and this guy worked the boards. Uh, he used his knowledge and his background as a as a agent of sorts, and uh, made some incredible moves. And this guy finished third, third, um, one behind me for the record, because uh, I had an outstanding year. Thanks for clarifying that. But appreciate that. You know, he thanks for reminding me. Welcome to the league, man, and we look forward to battles in the future. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, where'd you finish? I finished. Oh. I finished fourth. Yeah, but that's okay. Pizzle it was, beat. So, it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't so, about all. So that. you were behind me and Jeff then. I was and whatever. And I you made say, a. You made a run though. Well, yeah, but I'll say for full disclosure, on draft day, I told Pizzle that he'd finish seventh. You did. You did. You did. And you promised I, you would beat him. Yes, I promised I would beat him. I thought he'd be a total scrub. I thought he. And, and what's funny is he finished that high and he was totally unprepared at the draft. The guy just showed up and just made picks and. Um, I'm gonna give him one more piece of credit. We're giving him a lot of credit here, but yeah, God, you, last you really one. are. Um, you know, when I first got in this league, it was the most engaged fantasy league I've ever been a part of. True. Um, just in the crap talk on the boards and the fact that even if you were in last place, people would keep making moves. No one dropped out, right? The last couple of years, it hasn't necessarily been the case every time. It's kind of fallen off the wayside. I think Pizzle brought a new energy to the league. Whoa. He did. You know, you really did. I think people were um, – we got Dennis here, too, who's part of the league. Where did Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Do we know? Dennis, Dennis can you come here real quick? Dennis, Dennis, where'd you finish? I actually don't remember. You know off the top of your head. I know this. Come on. Give, give it a just. just. Uh, I think I was like, I was fifth. Yeah. You're, he okay. was about Dennis, can I ask you a question, though? Do yeah, you think up? that, not directly attributed, do you think Pizzle's energy and competitiveness kind of lit a fire back into the league? Absolutely. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, everyone knows, you know. Everyone else, his, right? His, his knowledge about basketball, and, and that, that did put a lot of pressure on people to, yeah. to step it up. So we're going to, um, on Rewritten Rules, we're going to broadcast the draft live. Oh, nice. Well, we'll do Next something year. for the draft. I don't know if we'll yeah. broadcast the whole draft. No, you're not going to listen to it, but we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we might as well, right? Fuck okay. it. That was a great time. But, uh, hey, shot. welcome to the No, I appreciate that. The well, thank God for Newark Nobodies, huh? Oh, God. That was a shot. That's a reverse shout-out. That's a reverse shout-out. <laughs> hurts. Nothing like coming in with 39 points in a basketball league. That's a nine category. <laughs> That's almost impossible. <laughs> well, wait. Shout out to Dragonfly Jones, who's actually won the league before, which is disgraceful to say. But a guy and by who, the way, Dragonfly Jones was in that draft room. Yeah, also, draft room. also right. mocking Pizzle. He did. It, he mocked Pizzle. At least, he, at least he did bring some French fries. He brought he French brought fries. fries. He brought yeah, the yeah. fries. Shout out to shout out yeah, to Jones for sure. That was the one. That so was his one me. contribution to the league, and uh, it ended <laughs> on that French day. Fries. So, <laughs> the French fries. Once that ended, that was. So, we'll keep you guys up to abreast on the league because I know. Well, one thing I'll say before we get off this topic, real quick, is that. Dennis, who you just heard talk, uh, was a former, like, formidable competitor in the league. Always finished top three. Ooh. And, but no, no, no. I'm going to compliment him, though. This isn't an insult. Mm. Had a horrible trade happen to him one year to a friend of ours. We, we can't discuss this. Ugh. Happened. Pill in the scab. Kind of fell off Ouch. the charts. Pour salt in it right now. Fell off the Ouch. charts for a couple of years. You Pulled know, the scab, and then you're like, I don't have a Band-Aid. But That's then, nice. congratulations to him. Came back this year to bring his reputation back up. When he, he finished, he finished right. in the bottom forty-five percent. 
That's fine, but it was worse. <laughs> it was better than what it was tracking at before. So he's gotten over his we'll loss. So, there we go. so now Sorry. I have a first place finish and a second place finish, and I just want to let the world know that I'm going to finish in first place. Let's just year. say Jeff had a good year, which is shocking. I came from 60 points down to come in in second place at the All-Star break. So. And you could have won. You only finished like a couple Not points Not 60 points down, but I was at 60. And you were willing and dealing at the, uh, at the deadline, yeah. too. Thanks, bud. You Actually, you and Pizzle dealt a lot. Well, yeah, we, we both helped each other. I tried. You came yeah. in three yeah. because I dropped <laughs> Trey Young. Yeah. And he actually <laughs> he turned into <laughs> Steph Curry in yeah. the last two months of the season, which is this is true. And, but I didn't need those stats. And Joel and so. B literally like, but you joined. got someone good in the return, no? Who no, that was the drop. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, Embiid, yeah, Embiid probably I don't have Embiid. him helps me. And I don't have Embiid. Lou. That was Lou. Yeah. Where did Lou finish? Uh, Shout out yeah, to Lou Capetta, yeah. the, the Podfather. Podfather finished. No, nah, Bill Simmons is the Podfather. So yeah. Lou is Lou's about seventh. The pod. I think he finished seventh. I could look this up, but I can't. What would Lou be? If, if Bill Simmons is the pod father, what would Lou be? The pod media founder. No, the pod media father. The pod guy? The father of the pod? Ah, the pod guy. Father of the pod could work. Pod sir? No, that's too... Sir pod? pod? No, that's too distinguished. <laughs> pod papa? Are you kidding me? That's way too distinguished. I'll knight Lou right now. How about pod papa? Pod papa. Pod papa. Lou Capetta, the, the pod, pod papa. He is a dad. He's got like five kids. Just so everybody so knows, we're sitting right now in uh, the Pod Media Studios Correct. in uh, Jersey City. Yes. And uh, we're here because of the Pod Papa. Yeah, yeah Pod Papa. Quick, who's got more kids, Will Chamberlain or Lou Capetta? Good question. <laughs> well, does Lou, well, Antonio Camargo. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't know if Will tells a lot of kids. Sean Kemp. I don't know if Will tells a lot of kids. Yeah, that's true. Will just had a lot of Will sex. Will might have had it strapped on a lot. Yeah, so who's, exactly. Never mind. I'm not going there. Yeah, we're not <laughs> going to go there. Right. It's a sports podcast. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. Right. Speaking, not of, a sex speaking of the Triple Crown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of. And yeah, the, and pod, will, the pod Papa's won the Triple Crown. We yeah. will get into the Kentucky Derby a little <laughs> later on. Like I hit 400 with 120 <laughs> RBIs and 47 home runs. About six straights running. That sounds pretty He's good. He's a great guy. He did. But, and we will be We love about, you, Lou Capetta. Thank you, Lou. Where did Lou finish in that league? Uh, somewhere about seven, six, yeah. seven. Yeah. Lou. Lou got to lose a two-time winner though, so he'll be back somewhere along the way. But we will talk about the Kentucky Derby later on though, so that's let's, coming. Let's talk some playoff play. fucking basketball. Let's talk some playoff basketball right now, right? Let's okay. start with uh, the Rockets and the Warriors, which has been crazy cool. contentious. So we had Game One, which was a pretty close game, but a lot of missed shots by both teams, and then foul trouble crazy through the entire game. Curry was in foul trouble. Um, the Rockets complained about foul trouble. And Came down to the last minute, well, last few minutes. Curry made a massive shot. Ooh, that put them up. G shot. But Durant with a great third quarter. Say it again. Pretty, Durant with a great third quarter. Durant with an except pretty good fourth quarter too. Uh, it turned into a wine fest about refereeing and all that. But I actually thought the Rockets deserved to lose that game. And then you go to game two, which again. A lot of missed shots by the Rockets. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. Turnovers, mispossessions. Lose the game again last night. Harden gets two red eyes from whatever happened. Convenient. To him. Yeah, pretend he couldn't see and all that. So um, LeBron with the the hand wrap after uh, the finals. <laughs> what do you What do you think of this series so far? Um, so I don't want to skip over something that's really important here. Um, and we don't. You know, a lot of you guys have listened to our podcast. Know that. Me and Yogs love to uh, – we love to differ an opinion and argue pretty hard. But I just want to say something. We are watching something right now with Kevin Durant that we just haven't seen. 
Um, 200 points in five games. Um, the people that have done this are in the most rarefied air in NBA history. We're talking about um, LeBron. We're talking about um, Jordan. And we're talking about Sir 76ers himself, Allen Iverson. Um, and the year Allen Iverson brought a team to the finals that should have never, ever sniffed them. Um, what Duran has done since the um, the call out, the game. Clippers, the Clipper call out, were game. up his ass, right? And he sat there and said, "Kevin Durant, motherfucker." He showed it in the last five games. I mean, this guy right now, and I don't, you know, the big thing has been is it sustainable? These shots he's hitting, he has the best offensive array right now of any player in the NBA. Whether you go from three post up driving fast break, this guy is not guardable. Um, you can't, and he finally showed when he had um, the Clippers just under his skin, sending small guys at him, uh, Patrick Beverly, most importantly, just to get under his skin, to follow him, to kind of get in elbows in him when he's shooting. And that used to be the knock on Durant, right? You could kind of throw him off if, if you were just kind of pestering him. You're kind of like the chihuahua biting his ankles. And Durant has decided, nah. <laughs> like this playoff, he's like, no. Not going to do that. And this guy right now is absolutely unguardable. He's, yeah, he is. He's the best player on the Warriors team. It's not close. Um, I love Steph Curry. He's had a tough playoffs. He may be injured. He might not. Clay Thompson is the human torch. Like, he can miss 17 straight three-pointers and then hit He was in definitely the, the human quarter. torch in a negative way for me at the end of the season. Yeah. But, you he know. flickering. But you're, you're <laughs> terrified of Clay Thompson. Oh, for the sure. The guy can miss eight three-pointers in a row in the fourth quarter hits, and you're just like, oh, fuck. He is the X factor for them. Yeah. But the A, B, C, D, and E factor is Kevin Durant. I agree. Right um, and I don't think they're going to sweep the Rockets. No. I think Rockets win game three. I think this goes 4-1, though. Uh, no, yesterday was too big of a loss. I, I actually thought the Rockets had to win that game. I think <laughs> to have any shot, they needed to make it 1-1. Um, well, you saw how the well, NBA did uh, well, the Rockets dirty, right? Oh, yeah, scheduling. but one thing I'll say, though, about Kevin Durant real quick is I think he found a calmness on this Warriors team. And I'm not just saying that because they're like he does have a lot of great players around him. And I think that gives him a little bit of comfort that he doesn't have to carry a team from minute one to minute end. He can kind of sit back in a pocket a couple of times and just explode on times when he's necessary and needed. And that happened a lot. Like, you know what? He didn't do much in a couple of you know, couple quarters. But when they need him in the third quarter, I think what he's stepped up his game at the most is when he's needed, he's stepped up crazy. And I he's have been to there, give him a he's ton been of shot maker. Yeah, well, he, he really is. The one, the one thing that I've, I've figured out with him this year is, is if you notice, like you said, when they need a bucket – He's become their guy. It's yeah. no longer Steph. It's no longer Clay. They basically just ISO him. He's unguardable. And what and what he does with that with that crossover one step step you know pull up. It's Has he Jimbo? Like five six different guards, five six different players, in like seven eight possessions. You know, in in game two, scored on every one of them. I yeah. mean, it's just it doesn't matter what body type you are. Doesn't matter what size you are. That pull up is un unguardable. I actually think I was going to mention the pull up. I think that 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 pull up, the way he's just able to 
accelerate quickly through the jump shot and mm-hmm. get above the He's defender. So long. It's, it's Dirk. It's really it's hard. Dirk-esque. Yeah, it is. it's hard to it block. Is. Like you can't, is. you can't block it. And you know what? He's I'll seven feet tall. I'll say yeah. this: <laughs> J- Harden should watch that and take a couple of lessons because I know Harden's not tall enough to do some of that stuff. But what Harden tries to do is he tries to make up for it with his like his crossover step to the side pull up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he should sometimes just say, "I'm James Harden. I'm going to pull up and make uh. the shot, and you got to stop well, it." Well, here's where I disagree with that. I think that. First of all, let's give all the flowers to Harden. Scoring 36 points a game in the NBA Mm -hmm. is such a rarefied air Mm -hmm. that it can't be mentioned enough. If that guy wins the MVP this year, absolutely, perfectly fine. There are, this is one of the rare years that there's really not a debate. If him or Giannis get it, it's justified. Um, This is a year there should be two MVPs Mm -hmm. um, because they're both absolutely deserving Eastern Um, Conference 36 points a game guys is it's insane yeah I mean you look at those numbers you take Wilt out and you shouldn't but the competition factors in there we're talking about Jordan right and if they hand that trophy to him I've got no complaints. No, and yeah, do I, like do, six and six rebounds and seven. Do I think Giannis deserves it this year? I do. That would be my vote if I had one. Um, just because I think he, well, he was, he did it in such a way that we're going to an NBA where the jump shot matters so much. The three point matters so much. Giannis was the most dominant player I've seen this year since Shaquille O'Neal. And I think that's the app. Comparison. Okay, right? well, let me ask you this, though. You know, Hold on. You got a guy, you know exactly what he's going to do. With Harden, you got to worry about the fouls, the three throws, the driving, and the shooting, right? With Giannis, it's just force of will. Mm-hmm. He's Kobe Bryant he's without the shot, and he's Shaq with the body. Yeah. Like, you can't fuck with this guy. Um, so all, all the flowers to both those guys. And I think for the first time in maybe Durant's career, so – Real quick, yeah, going back to what you said about Durant going to a basketball situation, right? I think that's a lot overlooked. I think even you've made the point that Durant decided to go play with some of the greatest players of all time, and that should be a knock on him. I think Durant was really clear that he went to the best basketball situation for him, and I think he cares about basketball. He the, went nerve, to a, the nerve of him. Right. He went to a place where the right pass was going to get made. He was going to get open shots. I think he got tired of – what we saw with Westbrook and why he can't get out of the first round, yep. just hero ball. I'm yep. going, this is what we're going to do. But here's the thing that's changed this year, and I'll give a lot of credit to Steve Kerr. They are not playing in this playoffs in tough situations the way Warrior basketball has been played that we've watched them win championships. They don't play iso ball. No. If you've watched the they Warriors move. win these championships and go to the finals, iso ball is the last thing. uh, Curry's not an iso ball guy. I mean, the three pointers he is, right? And Clay is definitely not iso ball guy. That's a catch and shoot. No. Uh, Now I think Clay has the ability to be more iso if he was in the situation to. But when they get in tough times right now, they're going to iso ball Durant because that's their way they're going to win this basketball game. Most unguardable guy in the NBA. No, he's seven foot with. Not Kyrie handles, but handles. Yeah, I feel <laughs> the only two guys in the league that are literally unguardable unless you scheme, which is what, you know, basically everybody's done with Harden. But if he's one-on-one with somebody, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do unless he misses the shot. Big, tall, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. It doesn't matter. I mean, because if he gets you on his hip, he's going to either get fouled or hit that floater. Yeah. And then if you give him the three and he's hitting the three, I mean, everybody's giving him the three. I get it. Yeah. But he but also he gets hot. <laughs> yeah, he also gets hot from three. I mean, the biggest thing I think with Harden is you got to limit his foul shots. Well, let, let me ask you that because that's actually a good point. Because here's the thing. 
everyone's been talking about the free throws lately because it came up a lot in game one. He went mm-hmm. to the line about 11, 12 times. He's averaging about eight, nine free throws a game, something like that. Yeah. People have been talking about, they're pointing out how he initiates fouls, does all this kind of stuff. Is, a, this, is this a knock on his game? though? No, is, he, it, is it something that... He's perfect. I mean, he is literally a master class of drawing contact. I yes. mean, he has mastered it. No one else just does it as good as he does. It's annoying if he's not your favorite player or that's not your team. But the bottom line is, is he masters it. Everybody's changed their game because of him. He had 95 fouls on three-point attempt, which is unbelievable. Uh, it's like and tripled the, the... You know what's great about him for the longevity of the Rockets? He's not getting to the line the same way that Wade, Wade did or the same way that um, Derrick Rose did. I mean, he's getting fouled, but it's not those hard fouls, right? When Wade was getting all those foul shots or Rose won the MVP, there were pinballs in there. They were just hitting big guys. They were throwing the ball up. Harden is so herky-jerky that the fouls are – they're weak. They're not – he's not getting hammered in there. Well, I mean, that's a the, knock on him, though. They're no, actually, almost acting like they shouldn't be fouls. They're but, saying people but they are, are saying, fouls. Okay. Uh, the thing is that hurts Harden, and it's played out playoff after playoff after playoff after playoff. It doesn't work when you got seven straight games or the opponent knows you, right? Because they know your tendencies. It's one thing to get to the line 20 times against the Hornets on November 7th. Right. It's a whole different deal to try to get to the line 20 times against the Warriors in game two. Well, well what about the argument that they closed out on his three-pointers? That's, that came up. It's, it's legit. I mean, it's legit. I mean, he, he, a lot of times he gets – I mean, a lot of those fouls are fouls Can because we, they're contact. Let's, let's actually get this out of the way. Great point. This is gross, and I think that if we don't figure this out quick, it's going to be a huge detriment to the NBA. Um, and I'll give the NBA a lot of credit. I'm a big baseball fan, and baseball doesn't react mm. well. Um, we just now this year are allowing people to take first base by holding up four fingers yeah. instead of having to throw four balls. Which is um, Which great. is just fucking crazy that it's taken this long. The NBA is probably the best league at taking something and making changes quickly. The number one thing they're going to have to figure out is fucking landing zone, right? Um, I thought they figured it out. Reggie Miller built, and I'm a huge Reggie Miller fan, so this is not shade, but he built a lot of his career on that kick out, that left leg getting kicked out. Ray Allen. Well, Ray Allen's shot was just so pure that normally he got fouled. Well, he used to kick out. But Rip Hamilton, Reggie Miller – got really good at putting that left leg out on their yeah. shot, not affecting their shot, but making no. sure they got contact. What Harden's now figured out is jumping into the space of the defender. So when he yeah. comes down, like his jump shot's not backwards or even straight up. It's kind of forward yeah. where not with his body, but his feet are coming forward. So were some of those fouls in the landing zone? A thousand percent. There was two spots in game one where Clay absolutely was under his feet, mm-hmm. right? But I think the NBA on purpose is saying, listen, we're not giving you that. So wait, yeah. did they study Harden before the playoffs and say, hey, tell referees, hey, listen, this is his tendency. Uh, this is what he's doing. I don't think, I don't think they, make it, they make that adjustment that quick. They let you play more. In the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the I think so too. Here's the other thing they did. Okay. The NBA, so we talked about game two. Houston came out. They probably broke league protocol by releasing the um, – the final minute NBA thing. Yeah. We talked about the officials that came out. We have proof. And the NBA responded by doing what? Putting Not Scott Foster on game two. Yeah, but that was just, but he, that was before the series was. But hold on. To be fair. 
if they were worried about the foul, Scott Foster would not be doing game two because Scott Foster has a known notorious, notorious situation with CP3 and James Harden. Period. Especially well, he, has a, he has a thing with every, every player, though. Well, yeah. CP3 is big. Yeah. yeah. Him and CP3 is big. So I remember, were, and, De, and for now, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan threw a basketball at him a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And I don't, <laughs> <What else? laughs> don't want to say that. Best shot DeMar DeRozan had all playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Do you think the NBA talked to these guys? Because the overwhelming attitude after game two, every player came out and said the same thing. Oh. Officials did an amazing job in this game. Well, Draymond, hold on, hold on. Though. Draymond Green, uh, Harden, CP3, they were all in unison saying yeah. this game was officiated really well. They let us play. So I think probably a lead mandate came down. Shut the fuck up. Well, maybe. Well, the Scott Foster's claim to fame is that he doesn't take any shit. He'll give you a lot of text and stuff. He's but he a terrible calls, referee, by no, the way. Nobody calls a game, like, according to their metrics properly. It's just he doesn't allow a player to any leeway. Yeah. Which has become a problem, and he get, it's quick text, and it's just like you're not allowed to say to him, "Hey, what the fuck was that?" And then that's an automatic tech. Now I or will say like there were some really quick. There's been some really quick technicals in this this playoffs. Um, I think they're trying to set a kind of a standard going forward when we get into the you know the final, the semifinals yeah. and the finals, which is fair. Um, I mean, so now Warriors are up 2-0. Yeah. To kind of co- close and, this and, off. And where, say, where do you guys feel this goes now? Well, here's a th- real quick. Harden is also one of the hardest people to officiate. Like, that's of course, honest, on it's, purpose. It's fucking impossible He's herky-jerky. Yeah, it's very tough. <laughs> um, but to answer that, I think that's the end of it. I honestly think they had to win a game in Golden State. I can't imagine them winning four now without the Warriors. At four least out of five? Yeah, I just can't see that now. Especially so if Durant, Durant's in the role. You remember on. the conversations that you and I were having towards the end of the season when uh, <clears throat> Golden State was struggling? Well, Boogie. Oh, yeah. And I said to you, I said, none, I said, none of this matters. I said, none of this matters. The thing is going to be is how healthy they are come playoffs. And actually losing Boogie was, I thought, I thought a huge advantage to Golden State. Not an advantage, but I think it was an advantage for the offensively, offense flow-wise, because I felt that, like, you know, a couple of their role players – weren't really like the loonies of the world, you know. Like yeah. I mean, he's been good for them defensively. Yeah, he's been good even Iguodala a little bit. Iguodala's hit. Mix, how many yeah. how many big shots did he? Can hit we yesterday? give Andre his flowers right now? Oh, this guy. He was really good in, in game terms too. of playoff basketball. Is climbing the upper echelons. Very underrated. No, this guy is exactly what you need in a playoff basketball game. No. He, he hits the open corner threes. Too. He plays defense. He rebounds. He won him that first title when he was MVP. I mean, without he's him, they like, don't win that series. He's so. like Robert Ori with a little more skill. You're right, a little bit, yeah. I mean, he's, he's probably the guy more athletic. He's yeah. the guy you want he in the playoffs. He doesn't shoot as well, but he's more But he's athletic. the guy you want in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. If those two are he's standing there, in the if, if he's standing in the corner, making the shot. He's there, Derek Fisher. Yeah. Um, he is there. Kind, kind of transitioning so to the other playoff series. Um, we talked about somebody losing somebody to a benefit. Um, can we go to the Celtics series real quick? Yeah, and that's so uh, I was going to transition that because this actually makes me laugh because there's something important going on right here. Um, Milwaukee came in one game. I mean, Milwaukee came and lost game one, which everyone expected them to win. Yep. And everyone jumped quickly off I, the Milwaukee bandwagon. I didn't bandwagon. necessarily. I didn't. But the boy, did they. Yeah. I, I bet on, I I on the Celtics in that game. Well, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, a, va- a vast majority of people kind of fell off the Milwaukee bandwagon after that. Said, "Oh, this is you know." Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce <laughs> said the series over. 
a lot of people said series over. People were like, this is it. They can't win another game. After people said Milwaukee would do all this and that. But what makes me laugh about this is we've had the resurgence of someone that, Bizzle, you know very well. Tatum. No, not just no, Tatum. No, no, no. But Gordon Hayward, mm. all of a sudden. I know him for the wrong reasons. Though. Yeah, you know him for the wrong reasons. So, yeah. so for full disclosure, he drafted Gordon Hayward or had Gordon Hayward. Craig who Peck. Was a, well, who was a disaster for the first like two, three months. I of the thought season. he was point shaving actually. <laughs> he was a disaster. Had to drop him outright. It was never. It was never even. And a he hung out him. on waivers for a while. He did, but <laughs> it took. But this is what's wild. It took for him to get to April. Yeah. And even now to become. The old Gordon, Gordon Hayward, he's shown like, oh, my God. Well, kudos to Stevens for knowing this guy and hanging with him. And, guys, this isn't crazy. We're talking about mm-hmm. the amount of injury time he had away from a catastrophic ankle injury. This guy had to learn how to re-jump off that foot. Um, that doesn't happen in three months. Even though you're, people say you're healthy, right? It's like a baseball pitcher. They say, you, you know, your guy, DeGrom, might have to have surgery, right? Mm-hmm. They say in 12 months he's ready to pitch again. Doesn't mean he's ready to be Jacob deGrom again. Same thing with Hayward, right? He wasn't ready in 12 months to be Gordon Hayward again. Not the guy that was taking 20 shots in Utah. This is the guy that needed to work his way back into a rotation and figure it out. And the biggest difference with him right now is the aggressiveness. He's become the guy he was. He's driving. He's, he's shooting better. The biggest thing that happened for the Celtics, though, we talked about Cousins, was Marcus Smart going down with an injury. Um, and not because he was bad for them, because he's a great on-ball defender. Um, he takes two or three three-pointers a game that absolutely need to go away. It's uh, the Russell Westbrook corollary. It should be a turnover. You know what I mean? Just don't shoot that shot. Like, you're better than that. We don't need that shot. But what it did for the Celtics, I really believe, was evened out their minutes. It allowed Hayward to get some more minutes, which were needed. Um, it allowed Jalen Brown to kind of slot into where he needed to be. He's been very I think it was a di- addition by subtraction in the yeah. best way for the Celtics. And not saying they're better without Marcus Smart. I don't want to say that because I, I respect this game. But they lost two or three awful three-pointers a game, especially in the fourth quarter. And they were able to even out minutes to the guys that should have been. And yeah. I absolutely think that series going seven games, I think the Celtics are winning. Well, were you surprised that Milwaukee came back the way they did in game two? And, no. and, and, and to be fair, and I'll say this too, in, in that game two, the biggest problem was, I thought it was still pretty much similar to the game one flow. The problem is the Celtics missed like a million shots in the second they had, half. They, they had, had 16 possessions in a row where it was either a miss or a yep. turnover. 16. And here's what... Here, uh, it's impossible to win that way. What's undefeated in round two of the playoffs, and if guys out there are gamblers, is the overreaction to game one. Um, especially if a team, a road team wins game one. If they are anywhere in striking distance point-wise in game two, that's a, that's a great bet every time just because all NBA teams own a seven-game series split split on the road. Yeah. So they're not going to come out with the same fire. It's, just, it's not going to happen. Right. Now, the Celtics actually did, like you said, the fourth quarter undid them, right? right. The, that long run. They weren't trying to lose that game by any no, means. They missed but at the same lot. time, it just got disjointed, and they right. were like, fuck it. We've won on it, too, and I right. think they backed off a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, this well, let's go back real quick. What do you guys think happens, both of you, just on the record, with the um, Golden State Warriors? Yeah, I was going to say that, Warriors, too. Uh, Golden State-Houston series. Um, Who it's, wins it's, and it's how many tough. games? It's tough because Golden State doesn't tend to sweep people. Okay, they're not winning so, this game. So, yeah. So, I mean, the Rockets at home are pretty good. You know what happened last year? You know, they kind of had them and then had the injury. 
Um, I'm going to say that Golden State is going to win. Actually, I, I hope it doesn't go this long, but I'm going to say in six. I say Golden State in five. I probably agree with five, too. I actually think they need to win the last game and actually win the series. Now I think they lose. Uh, I could see five or six, but I'll probably go five. I think that especially it, if they lose game, you know, I mean, not yeah. Game four. Yeah, that's going to be the killer. And it's, that's, that's just the one. I feel I like if this was in three. the conference finals, this goes seven anyways. But I just feel like somehow the, the stakes just aren't as I, – I think this something I'm wrong, but the stakes about, aren't as big. You know, And I think one team has Kevin Durant and the other doesn't. Fair. I mean, that's true. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And we don't, I don't think we completely know how, how healthy Paul is either because, I mean, I, he's playing – but he doesn't, you know, he's making a lot of big shots, yeah. but he doesn't completely look like himself. Yeah, yeah but let's, missed, be, let's that's be fair. A big deal. They figured out how to rest Paul on offense. He's still a defend, defensive antagonist, but he's, you can tell he's taking offensive plays off because, just because their offense, when he was out, was built around Harden, right? Yeah. I mean, he had that stretch, Yags. What was it where he was unassisted on points for like <laughs> a month? A month, yeah. He was. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, what hurt him, he also missed the biggest shot of game, of that like, game yesterday. That, well, that he was, got poked in the eyes. Fine, fine. He, he couldn't he, see. He missed. That was a big miss by Paul. But uh, you know what? Harden, you know, Harden missed the one before that. So What's your guys' um, Celtics Bucks? I well, say, well, I think me, it's Celtics and Celtics. I want to mention this too about the Celtics Bucks really quick. Yeah, I want to add one point too. It, it was. They had that streak where they missed a lot of shots in a row, but the Horford versus Giannis is actually a very, very interesting matchup. And he's given him a lot of problems. So Giannis stepped up again in the last game and kind of got Giannis Horford. was not fucking around in this yeah, last game. He wasn't fucking around. But he, was the attacking. he was attacking too. But Horford's also an offensive problem because he's lingering around the three-point line and he's creating... He floats. A, he floats. He's creating yeah. a matchup problem where if you pick and roll and if you don't stay on, Hart, on, on Horford, he's going to be open. And if you don't, then they have a free cut out of the lane. It's a good Brad yeah. Stevens play that he's drawn up. But what were you going to say? Well, so, you know, you and I talked about this all year, especially with, you know, kind of the debacle that the Celtics were for a while. And, I mean, the thing, the feeling that I have about the Celtics are is I'm still not convinced about them as a team. I just feel like How they, could have, you be? they have too many pieces. But do you think they took the regular but, season Which off is though? why, like I said. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I, th- I think they had a lot of chemistry problems. The Marcus Smart thing is big. Yeah, that that's no, no, I, I could see, I could see where that, I could see that point. But the thing with me with the Celtics is, is that I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a buyer uh, of them. Um, I am a buyer of what Milwaukee did during the regular season. I think in game one, I mean, if I was to bet money, I, I kind of had a feeling Boston might come in there and sneak that first game. And I, you just, you heard everybody in droves talking about how the Celtics have experience. You know, Milwaukee, you know, hasn't been there before, this, that, and the other. Milwaukee still has, as, as Jeff said earlier in the uh, podcast, they still have probably the MVP of the league. Yeah. And although he's struggling, he is still and, – and, 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 you know, not to sneeze at Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie's fantastic as well. But Giannis is, is, uh, is a very tough matchup for the Celtics. They're having – and Steven's a great coach. Tough matchup? Yeah, great coach. The worst matchup. Yeah, you know I'm saying great, great coach. I think Stevens is doing a great job of kind of – Mixing things up with him and the three point shooters, yeah. Marodich so the, and um, the, the the point Brooke. that I the point that I was going to try to make is is it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Brogdon, like with Brogdon coming back. I mean Middleton, obviously, you know you don't expect Middleton to go nuts like that every night, but you know people were bringing up a very interesting point. They were saying that you know Milwaukee is basically a one man show with a sidekick, you know, type of a thing. And Middleton's a legit 
20 point a game, you know, legit, legit score. Now you get Brogdon to come back, you know. I mean, they. I, I just feel like they have more weapons, honestly, than the Celtics. Do. I actually this agree with that, completely, too. I completely disagree. You don't think the you Bucks think the have more have weapons more than weapons? the – are you kidding me? No. I think that if Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum from the playoffs last year, and most importantly, um, Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown is going to be what he's shown in these playoffs, I don't think they match up. And I, I actually think – I don't trust Jalen Brown, well, though. I, I think I trust him more than Tatum, um, just from a consistency standpoint from game to game. Now, if I'm saying we got to get a bucket right now, I'm probably giving the ball to Tatum because of the pedigree. But I think you bring up a great point. I think this series doesn't come down necessarily to Giannis. Yeah, it's going to come down to the secondary. And, and I, no, I think it comes down to the coaching. They're um, both good coaches. I think Brad Stevens got a lot of flack this year for the first time in his coaching career, right? I mean, this guy was from the out-of-bounds plays to what he did last year without Kyrie, without Hort. I mean, they were were decimated and almost made the finals and probably should have. Had he given Tatum the ball and said clear out against Cleveland last year when he was just kicking LeBron's ass, dunking on him, going nuts, that might go different. I think Brad Stevens is showing again why outside of Popovich and maybe – one or two others, he might be the best coach in the NBA. He's now, and again, I hate to keep going back to this, but with Smart going out and him allowing to move the minutes around a little more, I think he's allowed to be the coach he was. Um, I think Brad Stevens is a better coach when he's able to – he had a tough time this year because of Kyrie's force of personality. Right? And a little Hayward, um, too. He had a new shout guy out, Hayward, Shout out too. to Kevin. Um, Call the personality. Kyrie's submarine this season, period. Uh, he talked too much. He apologized three times this year for being a dickhead. Um, and then guess what we got? Exactly what we thought we'd get. Kyrie playoff guy. The guy that hasn't lost a, re- a game in the first round. And the one thing the Bucks don't have, they don't have Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And he had nine points. I'll ask you guys a question. In this, <laughs> but in this series, if you need a bucket, Kyrie. Yeah, he's a bucket. Kyrie's nuts, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got to shoot better though than he did the last. But game. listen, I mean, I just was, just his handles, his creativity, and if he's fully engaged, that's a real problem for the Bucks because who's guarding him? No, I, I agree well, with that. Yeah. Now I let just, me shoot I just some think shade. Milwaukee's a better offensive team, uh, balance wise. Well, the problem with the Bucks is I think they got to figure out the rotations. I think not playing DJ Wilson this series is a fucking huge misstep. I just think I don't think he's necessarily a top eight guy in the Bucks in a certain series. But I think in this series with Tatum, Jalen Brown, yeah, and Kyrie, that DJ Wilson's an asset for them. And for a DMP in the first game and a couple minutes in the second game, not okay. Um, I think they got to step that up because, like you just said, if Brogdon is not putting up Horford numbers, they're in big, big trouble. Well, I, I to be honest with you, I think the, I think the biggest key in this series could could come down to a guy that I you know you uh, Yag you know I can't stand, and that's Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. If Eric Bledsoe scores twenty points a game, I don't care what Kyrie does. But, Milwaukee wins. But let I me agree. tell you something. I actually agree with that. The Eric Bledsoe thing comes from Giannis touches. Oh, for sure. So if Bledsoe, he's such I, a front runner. If I am, if I'm Boston, I almost want Bledsoe to score twenty a game, because I think we're taking maybe Giannis out of the flow. 
where I think a guy like, I don't want to keep on with DJ Wilson, but there's others on that team. Brogdon, maybe spotting up or Connaughton. getting the ball in their right spots yeah. are more equipped. Um, Bledsoe's shown through his entire career he's ball, ball dominant, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't be ball dominant on a team with Jonas. You got to put him in right positions. Um, and again, I think this goes seven games. And I think the factor in this is Brad Stevens. No, I agree with that. The thing with that, the thing that makes it really interesting is I think Giannis's ability to to get in the paint, which he lives in the paint. He's fucking Shaq. Yeah, he lives in the paint. He gets there so easily. Um, ben Simmons watched some fucking Giannis tape to figure out how to play. We're going there next. Uh, but anyway, he lives in the – if I'm telling you, if they can get their three-point shooters, Morodich, Lopez. Connaughton. Con- well, let's not Connaughton, call Lopez. Let's relax. Lopez was like top five. Don't talk to him about don't Lopez. Don't talk to me about well, Lopez in my threes. I, Listen, ten different times this year. <laughs> Lopez him, is like top league. ten yeah, in the league in three-pointers me. Horford's an equalizer for him. Fair. Because Horford will close out on him. But Lopez is not going to get those shots because Horford's a closeout center. He's not a guy that's just anchored in the middle, and if you got a center that can shoot, he's out of context. That's fine, but when Giannis is in the paint, everyone collapses on him, and he's got these guys that are ready to shoot. You better fucking collapse. And, and exactly, <laughs> and I think Marodic is big. He made a lot of threes in the last game. But the other little weak, weird little tidbit is Connington has been getting a ton of rebounds. And Dak, I think he's. I read the stat. I think he's like third in the playoffs in rebounds per game. It's crazy. I don't and, think. And it's one of those things where he's just one of those guys that can get a rebound. You cannot give Milwaukee second chance points. It's an, or any team second chance points. I think that's one of those things they have to watch out for. Too. And we'll have to figure that out in game three. I don't think Brad Stevens is game planning around that though. No, he's not. Well, but it's one of those things that's a physical aspect. The only of the, game the only thing I'm going to say here is you can't you know you can't not coach Bud either though. I mean he's one of the best like last couple of years in the he's league. Not he's not Brad Stevens level though. No, well, I, I he's mean, just not. I agree with you on the on the aspect of X's and O's, but I will. I mean, look at what he did with Atlanta. Yeah, but I mean, look at what happened to Atlanta once he left. And by the way, Milwaukee, look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee had the best record in the league with him as like coming I, on their on their team. Let's I mean, just shoot a little bit of Brad, Brad Stevens. For a coach to, whatever you say, to somehow turn this team into what they're in the playoffs versus what the regular season ended is deserving a coach of the year. No, it is, but... 74 times over. But but I'll give you... Because, listen, Brad Stevens and Kyrie and everybody was on the record saying, we're not happy with each other. This is dysfunctional. Like, they all said... Yeah, but a lot of people blame Brad for that. They blamed him for having a poor regular season. Actually, a lot of people said Brad Stevens was not coaching like he should be this year. And he wasn't because he had Kyrie Irving there that was just submarining all the things he wanted. Kyrie, he could be be very polarized. No, Kyrie decided that he didn't want to play the basketball they're playing. And Kyrie was like the NFL coach doesn't want to play rookies. But I think you're right. But I'm willing to go here. I agree with you if they win this series. If they do, I'll be like, all right, Brad Stevens has turned But they're not supposed to win this series. Right, they're well, the they're the underdog. Let's let's be well, fair. Underdog because they finished fourth in the regular I mean, season. Don't, let's don't be fair. A, don't ask Paul Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> Only one of these teams has the MVP of the league probably on their roster, and Giannis was a force of fucking nature this year. I mean, again, he's not three hundred pounds like Shaq was, but he's fucking Shaquille O'Neal. You can't deal with him in the post. You can't stop him. You can't get in front of him. Um, well, Real quick, though, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts well, on how I'll this Well, I'll say finishes? this. They led the NBA in two of the most important categories, in my opinion, points per game and rebounds per game. And as long as in they the do East. that. In the East. No, I agree. Be but fair. If they, if they do that, I think they'll win this series, though. Okay. The problem what do you, is. What do you think happens? I think, 
Oh, it's it's tough because I like you. No, make a call. Ste- no, listen. I'm How many games and who this. wins? I'm preambling this. I agree with you about Brad Stevens and his adjustments. I think he's a great coach. I agree with best Pizzle out of bounds coach Budden- of all time. I agree with maybe Pop, about Buttonholzer. But uh, I'm gonna go. I think Milwaukee ekes this out though. And what? How many games? I'm gonna go seven. All right, say Celtics in seven because of because of Brad. No. And Kyrie. No. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, if you look, I, I look at both of those series in the East. You, I, it's 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 tough because I think, I mean, obviously Boston's the only team that's been there and done that. Um, I think the remainder of those three other teams are all teams that have you know historically underachieved. Um, but I do think Milwaukee throughout the, the the regular season trips to the West Coast, sweeping you know Western Conference teams. You know, on a road trip, winning five in a row, and so I mean, when's the last time an East Eastern Conference team's done that other than maybe Miami? Different year, but okay. Yeah, different year, but sixty wins too. I, I really do feel that in the I, East. I feel I feel Coach Bud is uh, with a terrible Celtics team in the regular season. I feel Coach Bud is is a very underrated coach, um, and I think I'm mean, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'm gonna go Milwaukee in in seven. I'll yeah. go Milwaukee in seven. Okay, okay. fair yeah. enough. Let's um, jump over to. Oh, how fun is that one? Probably the easier it's, one to talk about real It's quick. my favorite series, though, and this is the only one that I'll watch every minute of every game because I care about oh, it Oh, so you're much. watching every minute oh, Golden State Houston. Oh, that's because of the uh, old yes, special K? So I'll special give you that. Too. Let's uh, jump to the one right. maybe we're not paying attention to every one because they might just be fodder oh, for the winner. I think you're going to go to Toronto and Philly. But no, no, no. The, jump, I, what do you want to jump to, No, Jeff? I think the fodder for the winner of Golden State Houston is um, – the Trailblazers Nuggets series, right? All right? And that starts tonight. No one, when listen, we're recording. out of if we get to the finals the way it's supposed to be done, whether it's Toronto, Milwaukee, or Toronto, Boston, that's really crazy, right? I think Golden State or Houston is going to have, you know, Vegas wise, probably the biggest spread against either Agreed. the Trailblazers yes, Nuggets, right? For sure. So um, catch us up on the Trailblazers Nuggets. What happened? Who won? Who did first game? Well, they play tonight, so that's game one. Well, they played game one already. Um, Wait, did they? No, did no they didn't. Game, no, game, two. game one. Game, game one two. Is, game one. Uh, no, it's Nugget, game two. No, it's game Nuggets two. One. Nuggets oh, game one. The Nuggets game one. one. That's Nuggets right. That's right. That's right. Yep, they smacked them around. Oh, that's right. Okay, with Joe. Okay, yeah, with Joe. With Trailblazers coming off of one of the most dramatic wins, right? We've ever seen. Um, they're playing game two tonight. That's that's what it is. And. Dame Lillard absolutely took the soul of Russell Westbrook, ripped it from his body, and spit on the floor with it. That's an indictment of that team, too. I think <laughs> a lot of the issues with Oklahoma City and, and what they have going on, and Westbrook's a big part of that. That's fine. But I think it was the maturation of the Lillard-McCollum team. And I really feel bad for them because if they had the center who got hurt, Nurchich. 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 Oh, man, because they've been playing Enos Cantor well, actually, so much. And Enos Cantor was a great pickup for them, even after that. And he's been really, really if good. If the for Celtics them. would have picked him up, it'd be tough to deal with. Oh right yeah, now. and right, and, and Enos Cantor's actually hurt right now as well, which is unfortunate. Mentally or physically? Both. Okay. So well, that's actually a bit of a problem. But can we real quick? Um, so Lossman talked about obviously about that last shot, and uh, fucking Dame Lillard, man. It was Does a bad it, shot, though. Well, it was a bad shot. I kind of agree with Paul George. It's absolutely George not. Um, <laughs> it was a not. It was a first horrible of all, shot. Be, well, let me tell you why. Not for, not for him. Can I tell you why it's not a bad yeah, shot? That's a good point. First of all, he shoots 39% beyond 35 feet, 
which is better than Russell Westbrook, shoots from the absolute three-point line. And foul line, probably. So let's start there. He is only behind Trey Young since 2016 with hitting three-pointers behind 35 feet. So that is absolutely a guy you need to guard from that deep. And also, it's not a crazy shot. So did Paul George slip up by giving him that space? Hold on. They're up 3-1, and the game's tied. If he misses that shot, they go to overtime. Worst case, they lose. It's 3-2. Like, that wasn't – first of all, I I agree with you on this. Not the best shot we've ever seen in the playoffs. I mean, but everybody's shooting George Bale. But if a guy stands in front of you and dribbles down to two seconds, there's only one thing he can fucking do. It's shoot that shot. You're not driving now. I mean, that's off the table, right? Maybe you're going to take a step in and try to fade back or whatever. So – Here's the two things I have a problem with that shot. One, if Paul George is really hurt and he has problems putting his hands above his head, Russell Westbrook needs to be on Damian Lillard on that drive. Wait, when, no. is that true? I didn't hear about that. The, so Paul George complained about – well, I don't know if he complained, but Paul people George, complained on his behalf. Well, we know he's injured. He's wearing all the oh, okay. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. tape and he yeah. can't lift his head and he's getting all oh, the treatment. Oh, that's right. He, he got hurt actually before the playoffs. So if I'm that, coaching that team – and I have Russell Westbrook, who's a very good on-ball defender because he's tenacious. He's Garden Lillard in that spot, right? Is there any question? If you're, if you're MVP of the league, you're yeah. taking that guy. Yeah. Listen, if Golden State's in that situation, you know who's guarding that guy? It's either Green or Eagle No, Dollar. it won't be Green. Or Eagle Dollar. Or um, Clay? Clay. Clay. Yeah. And worst case, it's Durant for the length. Just like, you want to shoot that shot? Shoot it over a seven-footer. True. Right? So, I think that was kind of whack. Um, one of the best shots we've seen. It's fun. No, it was great. Um, but there I was mean, no pressure to it. They're up 3-1. I agree with that. And you actually made some great points that I didn't think about as far as time, ratio. There's a, as they're far up 3-1. As, and yeah, the fact that like Paul George says a bad shot, you had to know it was coming. He dribbled the ball down in two seconds left out 40 feet. Like, yeah. There was no choice for him to well, do. You know his, his body language said 100% he was pulling up. And yeah. guess what? He shoots 39% from there. Russell Westbrook shoots 31% from three-point line in the playoffs. Probably from free throws as well. Yeah. yeah. So, Again, maybe Paul got a little lazy there because he, he gave him so much space, and he looked at the clock, he's like, well, oh, he's not going to He said he didn't shot. expect the sidestep, which is fine. Great shot by Lillard. I'm actually really happy for Lillard because that guy has been a top-10 NBA player for a while. You just don't see it because on the Trailblazers, they play at 1030 every night. Unless you have league pass and you're like Pizzle here do. and Yogs and you're just sitting in the lounge watching fucking when the TVs the Blazers. Versus when the TVs actually work, though. Watching Blazers <laughs> versus the fucking uh, Hornets on December 7th. Like, yeah. no one really sees this guy play. Um, let's get into this series, though. Yeah, and you so, know what? I remember now, actually, and, and, and it's funny because – Denver actually blew a little bit of a lead there. They let Portland hang around and then kind of closed it out at the end. Get right, getting. I, I think they, I think ambiance, it all goes to Jochic. Yeah. I think if Jochic is going to play the way he did that game and, and exhibit the kind of offensive game he's been playing recently, a little more bully ball, which is weird. Um, I think that they have a slight advantage, but I think I think the high off that series and the time off kind of got to Portland in game one. Yeah. Portland um, got rid of Greg Popovich in the game seven. Not easy to do. Um, right. A lot of people took San Antonio in that game, rightfully mm-hmm. so, because of Greg, right? Um, here's the thing. Well, there's a lot of Portland um, distract. I mean, uh, Denver distractors. A lot of people don't believe in the Nuggets. Can I ask you guys a question? Shout out to Nick Wright. Is Kevin Love watching... Jokish on uh, Denver and just crying. 
because that was his absolute destiny, right? Being the undersized center that fed the ball around, you re- you run the offense through him, in Minnesota. and just you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was Kevin Love's fucking destiny. That's was a good just call. to be that Very guy, the yeah. passing center that caught the ball at the three throw line every time, but also rebounded like assist, fifteen times a game, yeah. well, and initiated the offense from the yeah. three throw line. Yeah. Um, do I think that works over a seven game series against Portland? I'm not sure because I don't know that they have a Dame Lillard answer. Well, see, that's why I, I think I think this series is is I mean as much as most series in it that that are in the playoffs now, you take the two best players and they cancel each other out in the secondary and tertiary players. That's what I think it all comes down so to. So McCollum is better than anybody they've. Yeah, yeah. Well, but if Murray goes for twenty and twenty two, yeah, but he's so streaky. He's so erratic. That's why you know if you look at it, I I think Portland. You know, the way they played in the first series. I mean, Oklahoma City at this time of year, the pumpkin turns, you know, the carriage turns into pumpkin. You know, they're not used to playing. But at the same time, um, that was an impressive series by Portland. Now, Denver, could San Antonio have beaten them? Of course they could have. But they fought through that too. And it looks like they kind of got their legs back a little bit. And the home field help, home court. Right, home right. Home court help. So, I, I, I mean, it's a, it's a tough call. I, I think if, if McCollum shows up, I think, you know, if he averages 22, 23 points a game in this series, I think Portland he wins. He won't, but okay. I think um, he, he did can. have a tough game one. Well, let's just okay. say, yeah. no, I, one, no I, one, hold on, no one gives a shit about this series, so let's do our picks. And when <laughs> this right. is over, I just want to circle back real quick to Oklahoma City and what they do going forward. Because I think no, it's a great conversation. I just want to really, let's just do our picks. Okay, but before right. that, I'm going to give out Jokic's numbers, which is wild. Oh, yeah, they're nice. 20 points a game, 10.8 rebounds, 7.3 assists. No, he's great. I, just, he's very, I think that works really well when LaMarcus Aldridge is your best player. Yeah. I'm not sure that works really well when Dame Lillard is your best player. Right. Fair. Um, because okay. I just don't know. You know, coming into this playoffs, I really felt that I felt Denver was going to sweep or beat San Antonio in five games. Even but, with Popovich. Hold on. Here's why. I really felt they had more scoring options than I realized they did. Because they just don't. Yeah. They can't – they rely so much on Murray somebody – get Murray or Harris just getting hot. Yeah. It's just they're not yeah. – they're not um, – what's the guy from Toronto outside of um, Kawhi uh, that's just fucking – Siakam? They don't have a Siakam. Yeah. They don't have a guy that's just like, here's the ball. And they're we all need very a young. Right now. And they're all very young. Yeah. They're guards they're just, too. Like Harris is not a bucket right now. No, he's not. Um, and either, you know, so I think oh, Will Barton's back a little yeah. bit. But he's so been, I'm going to say, um, I think Portland and six. Okay. Portland would definitely give Golden State a better matchup just because they have, and, you know, scores and Golden and State shooters. might s- sweep them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I agree. Actually, I, I would, I'm going to go in, in six as well. I mean, obviously tonight's game that's going on right now is, is crucial. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I think if Portland loses this game, I think they lose in seven. That's the way I'm going to go. Yeah. I just think I if think Portland Lillard's on another level six, right now. I think it, I, I'm going to go. If they win tonight, Portland I'm going to go seven both ways. So I'm going to say if Portland wins tonight, it goes seven Portland. If Denver wins tonight, uh, I'm sorry, six for Denver if Denver wins tonight. Okay. Yep. And I'll say this. I think basketball is a lot about matchups. We all know that. Matchups make the fight. Uh, I think San Antonio was a rougher matchup for Denver because a lot of the bigs they have from Potal, 
Aldridge. And Aldridge went to a, a fucking another level. That a, 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 I think they had so much size that it gave Jokic some problems here and there, and it gave Murray driving the lane a couple problems, gave a lot of their guys problems. I don't think Portland has this. Portland is so guard heavy. They're so. I mean, it's a McCollum, Lillard yeah. perimeter game. Yeah. And I think that's fine, but they better outscore this team because Jokic is going to get whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, in the Lillard paint. went and for forty that, and they lost. And I think yeah. you made a great point. And I think they do outscore him. Yeah. I think it's okay. just a, a you know, if those guys, like you just said, a caveat. If McCollum and Lillard suddenly go cold, this oh, could be this could be four one the other way. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you I don't. I don't think Lillard's at a point in his career where he's a, a fire guy where he's got to get hot. I think he's just what he is. He's just he is. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's you know one of the top three guards in the league. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Denver in seven. Yeah. Uh, and so just, I am. Team. Yeah. You're right. not gonna expect 26 out of Cantor either. So, so. I'm Portland in six. Yeah. Denver in seven. Um, I'm Denver in six. Okay. okay. Wow. Wow. Well, if they win tonight, if they don't, I get no, no caveats. Just okay. All right. All right. Denver six. <laughs> so it. now the most interesting series. Yeah, this is my favorite. Uh, I just love the matchups here. I love everything about it. Uh, Philadelphia and Toronto. You know, Toronto basically blew them out in game one. Game two was a feisty affair that I got to give a lot of credit to the 76ers because they were going to blow that game about three different times. But Jimmy Butler, and it's not James Butler. He let that be known after the fact. It's actually Jimmy. Jim. Jimmy Butler put on a performance that will go down. That was actually one of the gutsiest things I've ever seen because when the team couldn't make a basket, he made a basket. When the team couldn't do anything, he made a play happen, and they survived uh, a late effort from Kawhi, who actually had a pretty good game, and uh, the rest of the onslaught and hung on to win that game. Big road win. Shifts back to Philadelphia now, game three. Uh, it's hard because as much as I love the Leonard-Siakam combination and when Marc Gasol's playing well, they have a perimeter <laughs> interior out player that can kind of two-way that a little bit. And Toronto's very, very solid. And Lowry has actually been playing a lot better in the playoffs than people think. <laughs> but... When Jimmy, when you look at a team that has four All Stars, and the thing is, the only reason why they're not blowing this out of the water completely is because Ben Simmons has been completely inconsistent and he's not as. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Uh, but Harris, I think that's the Butler, first time I've ever heard that about Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Harris Butler and MB, and Embiid can carry a series when he wants. That's how good of he is. Of course, uh, guys, a, a top it, three player in the NBA. It's when such he, a fascinating matchup. Um, you go ahead. Tell me what you were going to say. So, um, guys, me and you have talked a lot about the Kawhi situation, right? And I think that guy is just in the same conversation we're having with Giannis and we're having with Durant. Just a force of nature. Guy is the best on-ball defender in the league. It's not close. Um, but I think that there's one guy on the 76ers that can equal him out on both sides of the ball, and that's Jimmy Butler. And that's all saying he's engaged and feeling his role in the offense as well, and he's really into it. The thing that if, if Butler can be 75% of Kawhi, the thing Toronto doesn't have is Joel Embiid. And Embiid, if he's not running around like he's 75 years old and gassed, which happens, happened in the Brooklyn series, which allowed Brooklyn to make that interesting, even though the final results wouldn't tell you that if you watch those games – 
Very interesting. Uh, that game was almost that series was almost two two with some real implications for a three game smackdown. Um, if Embiid is Embiid in this series, Toronto doesn't have a chance. They just don't. Um, or his stomach virus or whatever. The yeah, hell he they just don't. Um, or if he's not farting on the bench. Yeah, farting yeah. on. Because I just feel like Butler can give you enough Kawhi pushback and put enough of the defensive and offensive numbers up against Kawhi that Toronto Abaka's not staying with a bead. It's just not happening. Can't happen because Embiid, fully healthy, ready to go. And you got to remember, when we get to this point of the playoffs, they're playing, what, every three days, four days sometimes? It's spread out now. So now Embiid's getting this rest. Um, I just think that Toronto are the 76ers are a better team uh, minus Kawhi. Um, if Kawhi decides he's going to be – 45 a night in lockdown, Toronto can win this series. If Kawhi slips a couple times in this series and scores 28 and, you know, isn't his best self, I think um, – and I do think the 76ers win this in six games. Well, this, the thing with Siakam actually had a great game one, and that was the thing they outscored. Him and Siakam outscored the 76ers almost alone. Yeah. But Siakam's It's not going to happen again, though. Okay. Sean? Um, well, I, I, I kind of disagree a little bit. I mean, I, I think, and you and I talked about this all year long. I mean, I think the Sixers might be the most flawed team in the playoffs. Of course. Um, they're all, they're, they're offensive. Yeah. He only had 11 points first game. I mean, in game two, you know, he's going to get hot one time. Yeah. Well, yeah. But their offensive flow is weird. Um, I, I just, I feel like they just been, they've been kind of like a mirror of what the Celtics are, but with just way more talent. You know, just a jumbling and meshing of over-talenting a team. Um, not good coaching, not not being able to manage their flow offensively. I think, you know, believe it or not, I think they're a worse team when Embiid plays, um, which sounds crazy. But they just, you know, he just goes and sits on the post. They throw the ball there. That's more on the coach, too. It's by not way. true. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it is. It's on the coach. It's completely not true. But, okay. but you know, the way the, <laughs> the way – plus minus when he's on the floor doesn't even – yeah, it's, anyway, it's, speak to what you're saying. It's okay. it's it's it, the plus minus, but I mean, if you look at their offensive flow with the players that they have, especially on the perimeter, um, I just feel like the ball stops with him, and he's not a willing passer. Um, you know, outside he of one Redick. more three in this playoff. Oh, I know. Somebody should punch him. Look, bro, I had I had him I had him for the whole first half of the season. Trust me, I know the look, guy's game. His three's broke. so it's it's trash. So I mean. But he's so. out I, there a lot to avoid being in the paint. I think because Ben Simmons likes to travel I, I, there a I lot. Get, I get that part. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons. About I, I get that part. Seconds. But my thing is, is that I feel like Toronto was the you know, second best team in the East, best team in the East for a long time uh, throughout the season, early part of the season. Um, you do have the Kawhi factor, been there, done that in the playoffs, championships. Um, so, I mean, I just I think Toronto's built better to win. I, coaching, again, I think this might be the worst – matchup of coaches in, in the playoffs. I mean, two guys. I mean, Nick Nurse was coaching in the G League. <laughs> Gross. You know, a, year, a few Gross. years back. He had one of my players playing on his team about six years ago at the, in Iowa. So, I Is mean, it to, wrong that I like to Nick to Nurse, think, by the way? <laughs> to, think, to think that he's in the Eastern Conference semis, you know, with a team like Toronto. But um, I think Toronto's built better to, to I mean, over a, over a seven-game series to win. Um the Kyle Lowry ineptitude continues. <laughs> I mean, when's the, guy, when's the guy ever going to win? 
you know, anything. So, you know, but I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to lean towards Toronto. But, I mean, I don't know if we, we made our picks yet. No, but, yeah, I'm going to lean towards Toronto on this. How many games? Um, I don't think Sixers are a great team at home. I'm going to take Toronto in six. I'm saying Philly in six. I'm going to go Toronto in seven. You better go Toronto. I'm picking Toronto. I think it'll be seven. I, I didn't I love what I saw in game two, though, and I'm hoping that's a blip. But game Toronto hasn't be been big. great at home. Yeah, and I think game They're three a good is going to be big. Actually, the Ben Simmons situation is big. Let's because, talk about Ben Simmons. Well, here's the thing. The guy can't shoot, right? So they figured that out. The what problem the is he, fuck? He gets in the lane very easily, though, kind of like Giannis in Cute. a weird way, right? So but he's he, not Giannis. Yeah, so he gets in the lane very quickly, but, he, but what he does that Giannis doesn't, Giannis gets in the lane and looks to score. Ben gets in the lane, and he finds those – all-star players around him and gets gets the ball to them. That can and, really work if you're and, LeBron James. Right. And he's kind of does that pretty successfully until he gets a matchup that he doesn't like. And Kawhi Leonard is a bad matchup for him because Kawhi knows exactly what you're doing. Kawhi shuts down passing lanes and he makes life very difficult. What makes Ben Simmons so intriguing when he puts the ball on the floor is his height and his athleticism. He's exactly. a great yeah. athlete. He's the yeah. Kawhi matches that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes it. And ben he's strong. Simmons in a fast break. Oh, is in the it. top fifteen of the NBA. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like he just the, he sees the lanes. Yeah. He's a great passer. And here's what his only job should be in the series: shut down Siakam. Ben, we know you're not going to shoot threes. We're not going to give us anything on offense. You go get Siakam. Period. Like that's yeah. your guy because Ben Simmons is a good defender. How yeah, but Siakam's Siakam hard to guard for him. You saw Siakam took Embiid off no, the dribble pretty nice. I understand, but I'm telling you, if they want to win this series, that's got to be his. Like, if I'm the coach of the Sixers, I'm saying, Ben, you score seven points tonight, get four rebounds, and have six assists, great. Siakam can only score 12. Yagi, Siakam, quick, what college? Ah. Uh, out, out west. Oh, uh. He probably played for Division Three Mountain West. It might as was well it San Diego been. State or something no, like that? Good, 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 good call with the Mountain West. I was right, right? New Mexico State Aggies. Oh, New Mexico Division State. Two. San Diego. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. That's a great find for them. Good for you. Um, uh, listen, yeah. overarching, Ben Simmons, you better be able to make an 18 footer next year. Yeah, you want to be. Listen, that guy got shots. elevated immediately. Like you go by. Um, Bill Simmons, who I really respect, trade value columns. Now, this guy wrote the book on basketball. I don't want to drink a beer with him, but I, I respect his But I'm column. just saying, he wrote yeah. the book on basketball, right? And yeah. it's referenced a lot by a lot of smart people. Yeah. And when he did his trade value columns, when Simmons coming to the league, this guy was top 10, dropped into the top 20. If this guy wants to stay in the top 100, shoot an 18-footer, man. Yeah, you need it, to. He's, you know, he's... this is not Shaq shooting three throws where it's a tennis ball. Um Simmons needs to realize he's right-handed. Yeah. Shoot with your right hand. Let's try that for a year. And if it doesn't work, then we go back to the drawing board. Um, it's a problem. Probably to the playoffs, so real quick before we go to horse racing. I'm just so curious what you guys think happens with the Thunder now. The Thunder in general? Because they have. Well, there's nothing they so, can do. They have, they have Paul George locked down. Well, long there's one deal. thing they can do. Schroeder has a big contract, too. Yeah. Schroeder. Even Steven Adams, right? If I'm, the, if Adams I'm the Thunder, is... I trade Westbrook. Okay. So now here's the thing. Can I what? tell you why first before you go? No, I, I think, know why. I, I think right why. now you get 100 cents on the dollar. I don't think you have to trade him for 50 cents on the dollar. I don't think he's broken. I don't think you're trading an aging superstar. Trading a guy that's averaged a triple-double for three years. Right? You know what they could do? It'd be wild. Whoever gets... The one or even two pick, right? 
if they dangled Westbrook for that, I don't. I don't think Oklahoma City would ever do this. I don't know if a lot of, uh, if the teams in that position would. They better. I don't know if anyone's gonna pass up Zion for for him. Let me um, let me just tell you a little bit of what my like from my knowledge of the uh, the teams in the league. There's not a lot of teams that are really interested in Russell Westbrook, believe it or not. If they floated him, there would be. No, I get it. But for $29 million a year on his contract, if they like him, you said, if, they if they're floated, able to get a young if guy. If they floated him. But I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of there's, there, gets, there, there are a few GMs in the league that wouldn't take him. Would you agree, though, he gets a dollar on a dollar in trade value? For the right team. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. somebody stepped oh, up for and sure. saying, we want Russell Westbrook. The Knicks would take him. And the reason why. Well, the, the Nets Knicks, would though, take him. Would the, the Knicks take him for their draft pick? If they have Zion, no. Or what if they or have number two? Does it make sense? If they have number three, yes. But I don't think Oklahoma City wants number three. What well, if they I, want number two? I, the trade, the trade partner is the Lakers. They, oh, for sure. If, they, if they're out of the Anthony Davis, hundred percent, which they probably are. The the Knicks would trade Davis for Zion, which was a rumor, which would probably make sense because I think Davis is a better all around player. Well, you take the and dump. younger. Yeah. Um, I'm on the record. Yagi knows this. I think if you have a chance of Zion, you take fucking Zion. I Absolutely. Think that, I think he's a game, you don't think about I think anybody he's a else. game wrecker. The Just only the, the only you don't problem. get many top top draft picks that you know have the will and want to to play NBA. Like Absolutely. This guy. Absolutely. He's not a diva. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He doesn't think he's the greatest yeah. of all time. This guy. This guy would fit into the Warriors tomorrow like nothing you've ever seen. Right. Just the guy would score five points a game and be fine with it. Right. Now I'm going to go on record and say. Very similar to what I used to tell people when Kyrie came in the league. I'm a little little worried about Zion being injury prone. Why? That's the only thing I'm going to say. Because his shoe blew out? No, because the way he plays. The way he plays in the league. Because he's it's, a guard in a 280-pound body. Yeah, and he, and he literally does like cartwheels. But listen, if you've got the right coach and you put him in the right position, that's not an issue anymore. Um, let me ask well, you guys I'm a question. I'm curious about your, if, Laker, your Westbrook to the Lakers take. So that, I think this Get is the that. one. I think this is the one. I think that if you're Sam Presti, first of all, if I'm Sam Presti, I leave the Thunder right now and take the Lakers post. I think that you get a three free three years with LeBron that you're not expected to do anything but let him run the team. And I think any move, I think it's a great move. I also think um, Golden State's general manager, um, Myers, Bob Myers, mm-hmm. I think he's also a great pick for the Lakers. But I think that if the Lakers know that another team has a better offer, and the NBA may even step in and not let this happen, um, with, you know, um, what's the name from, uh, what were we talking about? New Orleans. Davis. Davis going to the Lakers. I think that might be the same thing as Chris Paul going to the Lakers. I think that might be deaded from a level that we don't know about. But if they know they're out on that, Here's the thing. I don't know if Hold they're on. ready to I fire think, Rob Polinka though. Oh, they're and, not. Well, so and, me and you and had a big. And they're going to hire uh, Jason Kidd. Did no? you know this? There was a bigger. Me and you had a big argument about the Magic Polinka genie busting, right? Yeah. Did you see what just came out? Why Magic resigned? No. So Magic was copied on emails between Rob Polinka and Gina Bus that he wasn't supposed to be copied on. And those emails were basically putting the blame for this season on Magic Johnson. Um, this is fact. It's reported out. The reason he stepped down the way he did, not talking to his sister, Jeannie Buss, was because he read some emails he was CC'd on that he wasn't supposed to be CC'd on. Mm. And so he stepped out. Okay. So now I think that... So that would show a further commitment to Rob Palenka then. That means yes. Rob's, not, Rob's not going anywhere. However, I think if they could get Sam Presti or Bob Myers, 
Genie they'll push Rob move. out. Yes. Now, I'd like to see if that. you want to win <laughs> with LeBron, you can't get Anthony Davis, but you could pull Westbrook off. I think you make the move. So if they're willing to ship back and the Thunder can start over with, you know, um, Lonzo, um, Kuzma, um, who's the, uh, the tall, skinny kid? Oh, Ingram. Ingram. I think if those three are in it, plus their draft pick for Russell Westbrook and the Thunder get out. Now, the tricky part of the Thunder is Westbrook decided to stay there. And the fans are beholden to him in a way that we've never seen, right? And they just maxed out George. Yeah. But I think George is going anywhere. There's, no, there's not a no-trade clause there. Like, George is going anywhere. So Presti could be a possibility. Meyer, saying, Meyer, zero chance. Just watch out for Westbrook to L.A. I think it's in play. That's a hot, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. I'd like to see it. I, I, I think I wouldn't. Now, Westbrook I think and LeBron Oklahoma together? I do it. Fucking but. disaster. But I'm just saying. Worst, worst shooting combo. Could you imagine? History. Yeah. That team is seventh at best in the West. Yeah. That's um, a hot take. I'd like to see it, actually, just for that. Just real for quick, the we're not there yet, but we might all get together before it happens. Um, Durant. Has his engagement and stepping up made you think he's more likely stays in Golden State? No. All right, so I, I think he's determined that he's going to be out by the end right, of the year. So everybody tell me where you think Durant plays next year. Hard to say. I'm going to go Knicks just because that's the rumor, but I don't know that. Go ahead. I think, I think he stays in Golden State. If they, if they win a championship, I think he stays in Golden State. If, if they lose huge. a championship, if they lose in a bad way to where it's like tumultuous and whatnot, I'm going to go hot take and say he ends up with the Nets. I was willing, and you know this, a month ago to put my life on the Knicks thing. Um, I do now think that the most two most spots he lands in are either at the Clippers or the Nets. Wow. Now, if he shows up at the Knicks, I'm not shocked. I called that before Simmons I did. I think Kyrie's on, um, more likely to the Knicks. Well, I think you can't dis- – now, I also think that now we're in position where Kyrie might actually stay. I think if he's attitude adjustment, decided this is good. If the Celtics make the finals, Kyrie's not leaving Boston. He's, not. He's, he's in the best basketball situation for himself. Yeah, the but best, do they want to give him a contract knowing all the ter- yes. turmoil they went Danny Age gives him that year. contract because they can. They're not beholden to anybody else. Okay. They can clear a room with they Smart. They will have to pay Tatum, They can though. clear a room with Smart if they really had to, and they've shown this with Isaiah Thomas. They can move Hayward. Oh, for sure, 100%. Yeah. They can move Hayward tomorrow. He's like, gonna, they're going to they're they're – A team like the Pistons, um, the Bucks. Hayward's a landing spot in a lot than the fucking Atlanta Hawks. Like those are Hayward landing spots. That's not a hard contract to move because he's showing what he showed with Utah. That guy's movable. Um, I think the Nets are really interesting. I do. Um, I do. I well, this thing is Sean. You said they were going to lose Dinwiddie, right? Do you believe that? No, they 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 paid Dinwiddie. Well, fine. Lose yeah, he, Dinwiddie and there. grab no, Durant. No, he's there. He's there. You put him with oh, okay. now Karis Levert, who's becoming a guy. And I mean, they have two D'Angelo players. Russell, who are they going to lose? They have, they have though, two no? players. They have Russell and, and Levert. I mean, they have some nice pieces. Those and are Levert's two really become, nice. Levert might be a problem. Yeah, those are two really nice. I don't like the way he finished the season. I, I mean, I know he well, had the injury, but no injury, but the injury. Did you see him in the playoffs? Yeah. That guy was yeah, I, fucking I, the best player on that team for I, I like series. I like Levert. I mean, I, I think I, – I mean, I just – I think coaching-wise, I mean, he, he – 
Kenny Atkinson might be one of the best coaches in the league. That's you a know, great arguably run they as made well because I mean, Jesus, what did they have? Not a lot, you I know. Mean, and, and going to the Knicks, you're going to James Dolan, and that matters to players these days. Yeah, I mean, looking at Durant off the court, I mean, I, I know like New York, New Jersey, like the area is very intriguing to him. But what Golden yeah, State's his doing, team, his, um, his, his show, the boardroom, and all that his stuff. His agent's a fan of the his Knicks. His media yeah. company went to New York, but. Knowing Kevin Durant, his mentality, his off the court, his antics with the media, I don't know if New York's like the best fit for him. I think Brooklyn's nice because it's you know still New York, but it's Brooklyn. The so, Clippers are also a nice spot for him, and that's the same. It's not Lakers, but it, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's West low Coast. pressure in both spots. And if and he he has listen, a home in L.A., that's another thing. Those three teams, he doesn't need to win a championship to be a success there, right? If he brings the Knicks to the three seed in the play. And they win a couple series. He's a god. But the one thing I do feel like with Kevin Durant is I think he's gotten used to winning, and I think that's going to play a major role in it. Well, and I also think that his attitude shift here has shown, like, this is Curry's team through and through. But when it comes down to it, right now it's Durant's team. Like that's the guy they're giving the ball to when it matters. I agree with that. Uh, well, Curry, Curry's it's also gonna not one hundred percent. It's going to be one of the best off seasons of all time in the NBA. Oh, for sure. Oh, and draft. It's going to be days of our lives. But now listen. And the draft is going to be Go back amazing. to the Durant to the Knicks thing. If Kyrie goes there and they get the number one pick for Zion and Durant goes there, holy fucking shit. But that is a perfect scenario. If that Jesus, happens. If that happens. Like, yeah. can we swear on your podcast? No, go ahead. Holy fucking shit. Those three guys fuck, together. Fuck, fuck shit. No, those three guys together. That's a Problem. Yeah, I mean that's now, what all Knicks will, fans hope. How will Kyrie and Durant? They're both moody as fuck. How will they deal? I think Durant's in a place right now, other than Draymond Green, that he's allowed to be moody bitch, right? Yeah, because him and Draymond have their things. But Clay could give two shits what's going on around him. The guy just wants to shoot three pointers. He's staying out. in Golden State. And, and, and he likes it. No, there. he's already said it. No. And Curry's not going. And. If Durant stays, they'll resign Cousins book, to you. Book, I think Cousins. Is if Durant stays, think, I'm telling so. you, I'll tell you. So. I don't think so. If Durant stays, I'll tell you what's going to happen. He could I, end up with the Clippers. Can Boogie, I tell you what Boogie happens if with Golden State next year? Yeah. I really believe if Durant stays, I think that they do a trade with the Pistons, and I think it's a Blake Griffin for Draymond Green trade straight up. That's a horrible trade. Now. Horrible for trade who? for Detroit. Yeah, horrible trade. How do you Detroit. want Draymond Green? I think that. The piss, Blake, be, Blake's been well, outstanding. I'll tell you why. And the fans love him after he I'll played. I'll tell you why it's a horrible trade. Season. Draymond Green's contract's going to come up a lot quicker than Blake's. Blake is now signed to a max for four more years. Um, Draymond's going to need to get paid, I believe, after next year. Call me if I'm wrong, but I think he's up now. Um, so I think if the Pistons decide, hey, this is our ceiling, we're going to stick. And I don't know if they should because I think he's the biggest fucking baby in basketball, but he does really good things. If they're going to stick with their – Center, um, Drummond, Drummond. I think who you, ha- you would not trade for nothing. No, he got hot. Jesus, he got he got really hot the second half of the I year. I think you have to make like the move. Rebounds a game. Let Draymond expire and reset it. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Kentucky Derby. Well, before we did that, we should uh, also preface that we all should get together before the NBA draft one day. It'll be nice. We'll do a discussion. we'll do a pri- yeah, We'll do a, a draft before the NBA draft. Yeah, NBA oh, draft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does fr- free agency happens for the draft? No, yeah. I think it, no. You no. have you have restricted free agency. Right. Okay. Yeah. Restricted, which will be interesting. Yeah, I think draft lottery and comes then, up in like three weeks or something like that. Yeah. And it after is. that, and it then is. then you get into that. So yeah, okay. something to talk about in the summer. Yep. All right. Let's transition real quick. 
Derby. Uh, we don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but we'll do a good little overview. We have uh, everyone's favorite horse race, the Great Kentucky Derby. Oh, I thought Churchill you were going to say the one-mile Appaloosa race in Louisiana. <laughs> That's everyone's second favorite race. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Kentucky Derby, uh, which is this Saturday, uh, May 5th. First Saturday in May? First Saturday also in May. Also known as? Always is. And Do you have your hat, Yug? I want to get my hat. You know, I want to get a hat. I actually want to try a julep. Mint julep. Mint julep. I, want, I, need, I need some. We need some maker's mark. I never tried a mint. You tried a mint julep before? Yeah, for sure. That's like know? asking... That's like asking uh, that's like asking Usain Bolt if he likes to run. <laughs> There's Jameson and mint juleps? I think so. I think it's just a whiskey thing, a bourbon thing. Anyway. It's a bourbon thing. It Maker's is, Mark. It is, and uh, it's everyone's favorite race of the year. This, we actually, today was breaking news because the favorite in the entire race, Omaha Beach, had to get scratched um, due to... Uh, He's still on the betting sites. Stay away. Yeah. yeah, if he's on the betting sites, don't do it. Um, he's Sucker move. He's officially out. Sucker move. They actually let in uh, <laughs> you get your money uh, back. the first yeah, yeah. alternate, yeah. Uh, who I don't even know who that is, but they let the first alternate in, which is... I think it's the horse that won the Appaloosa Mile. Yeah, I think it's, and it's the yeah. horse that finished second in the... Um, what race was that? Florida Derby? Yeah, I think it's okay. the horse that finished second in the Florida Derby, too. Okay. Let's give our that picks. That makes sense. All right. Let's just go. Well, I'm going to give everyone the horses real quick, just the, yeah. the pole positions, right? So we got number one, uh, War of Will, 20 to 1. Tax, who I actually saw. Uh, that was your that early Texas? guy. That was your early guy. No, I like Tax. Tax is a, a New York horse. And who's Tax? Uh, oh, Tax. Oh, I got Tax. Tax, yeah. like taxation, right? Uh, uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> actually, I don't know if he's a New York horse, but he's a Brett Calhoun horse, which I, who I know. Um, but anyway, that's 20 to 1. Uh, by my standards, twenty to one in the three hole. Number four, Gray Magician, fifty to one. Gray Magician, wow. He must be a gray. Yeah, improbable, yeah. six to one. Ugh. Who is a, a Baffert horse? Yep. We gotta be careful of those. I got uh, blinders on with him. <laughs> Vacoma, yeah. Uh, who is twenty to one? That's a George Weaver. Right. Uh, maximum security, ten to one. Jason right. Service. Whoa. Uh, uh, yes, tasty. Uh, what uh, what what pole position is he again? He's in number seven. Number seven. Uh, we got Tacitus, Ooh. who's number eight. Oh, uh, another one of my guys. Uh, plus K Parfait. No, who is a thirty <laughs> to one from uh, Imperial Racing, which is a. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it with a French accent. No, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> cutting humor, thirty to one. That's a Todd Pletcher. Yep. Uh, One of his 12 horses. Yeah. Haikal, <laughs> uh, who is from uh, Shadewell Farm, and actually a Kieran McLaughlin, yeah. who I actually like a lot. Okay. Uh, 30 to 1, though, a little, another long shot. Uh, they will now t- scratch number 12, who was Omaha Beach. Uh, it goes from 11, the, and everyone will bump up. Yep. And then the last horse will go down, uh, um, be number 20. So then that moves Code of Honor up to number 12. Uh, 15 to 1 from the great Shignagay. Interesting horse. Uh, Win, 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 which is a 15 to 1 um, horse from Live Oak Stud. Yep. Uh, One of my favorite horses, who's a 50 to 1, a Japanese horse, Master Fencer, making his uh, American debut. You like like your Asians. I love my Asians, and that's a great Asian horse, Japanese horse. Uh, Then we go game winner, 50 to 1. Woo! I mean, 5 to 1. Come on, that's right. that was ridiculous. Come on. Slip of the tongue on my part, but Come sorry on. about that. Five to one. I would take those odds on game winner though. <laughs> you really would. Yeah. Uh, Roadster six to one. 
another another, another monster. Monster. Yeah. Long range toddy, thirty to one. Spin off, thirty to one. Uh, country house, thirty to one. And the twentieth horse, which is the substitute, is Boat Express. Yeah. Um, who is the 60. first in at large? Yeah. Yeah. Sixty to one. Who yeah. Is sixty? Is he coming at sixty? Sixty to one. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's because he just came in today. Um, this is wide open now with Omaha Beach coming out. Because honestly, I was trying to make, you know, when you make your pick and you kind of maneuver around that and you try to figure out, all right, how am I going to exact this around? How am I going to put him in the one slot and then figure out the rest of my exotics and this and that? But because uh, Omaha Beach was in every ticket I would have done, it would have been my favorite. It would have been my tries. It would have been all my um, other picks. But. Let's start with all right. Let, let's start with uh. What do you? Let's start with Roadster. Can we just give our picks. No, we give our picks. But I want to know why he loves Roadster so much because Ro- yeah, it's a uh, Baffert horse. Well, yeah, I that's mean, a he, big reason. That's one of the reasons. Plus, uh, I'll give you another int- I mean, another small reason. And he won the Santa. He, he won Derby. the Santa Anita Derby, yeah. and he also had. So he had an interesting little deal happen with him. He had throat surgery. And they had the they did the throat surgery to try to clear up his his uh, his duct, which ended up he, after the surgery he came back and ran two races and won both of them. That's what happened to Omaha Beach, but it's happened too soon for Omaha Beach. He doesn't have the time to recover, so he's got to get scratched. Same surgery though. Okay, I wonder if they had the same doctor. <laughs> yeah, um, Doctor James Andrews. I think. Yeah, he well, Bafford Bafford Giroux, um, great combo. I mean, just a a. A monster horse. Um, when you and when I text texted you the other day when I first got back, I mean he was one of the two horses with Omaha Beach that I was thinking about. Um, Omaha Beach coming out of that race, I mean I just I feel like I mean what what quality is that to to come back after a surgery and win two races including the Santa Anita? Very much. So very true. You know, to me, I think he would probably be my key horse, and then um, you know some obviously some other interesting ones in there as well. Give it th- give it three right now. Give give someone a trifecta right here. Give him a one two three. Well, I have four here. Um, you go a quad, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Roadster. Um, I like Maximum Security a lot Same. with uh, with service and um, won the Florida Derby. Um, I like Tacitus as well, ten to one with Ortiz and Bill Mott horse. Yeah. Won the Tampa, Tampa and the Derby. Wood. And yeah. the Wood. That's hard double to do. Yeah, it's a hard double to do. And I'm also going to go game winner with Rosario Baffert. Um, that's your one closer, the, the dead closer. Yeah. So in case there's speed, there's duels, and he gets some, he gets some room, um, game winner. Okay. The two I'll be betting on to win, um, Tactus is my favorite. Um, and I think – Kind of in, in the long shot stage, Code of Honor. Both those two I will be betting uh, as a win. Mm. Um, and looking at a little more of a long shot, um, I do think if you want to sprinkle a little bit, win play show on a Gray Magician. It's a great Gray pick. Magician. Yeah, and wow. uh, Gray Magician's a Peter Miller horse who... Um, 60 to 1. Yeah, yeah. actually, he actually... <laughs> <laughs> He'll give you 20, 20 something to place. I saw actually that horse race in Dubai. He was in the um, the UAE Derby. I will be putting and he finished second. Just actually, it was he was actually very that horse, that race is like hit or miss though. It is hit or miss, and a lot of those guys don't perform well at Churchill. But usually that's because they're um, foreign horses that are from there and they come here. But this is a Peter Miller horse. Tactus, about there. Tactus plus eight hundred with um, Omaha Beach out of this is I think. 
my clear. They'll be. You would move. There to will Omaha be heavy Beach money favored on tactics. You Columbus. would move to some beach in Omaha. <laughs> yeah. After that, uh, and like you said, to win two grade two. <laughs> I mean, a Wood Memorial and a Tampa Bay Derby. Those are two big derby two prep races. Big, you won them big. both. Yeah. Um, that's and Ortiz, super you wanna, impressive. You wanna, I actually like Judmont Farms, Ortiz too. Do you want a trifecta? One. Give me a trifecta. Go ahead. Um, Tactus, Hakil, and Code of Honor. Jeez, where wow. are my horses Hakil at? Hakil is a key. Yeah, it's a key. A Keen, Kieran McLaughlin. Um, Those are, that's my trifecta. All right. Box it if you're going to do that. You got to box because I, I used to never box. You can't box it. You can't not box this race. No, you can't. I used to never box because I was greedy and I thought I was the shit and never worked out. Had a couple oh, yeah. of mishits. Yeah, yeah. It costs you a little more, but it's definitely oh, yeah, worth yeah. it. Play without you, uh, game winner at your own peril. That's all I'm going to say. Give us yours, Jags. I got a couple of bets I want to throw out there. All right. This was really tough because I prepped. And it's, it's crazy because you prep. I prepped the whole weekend doing everything around Omaha Beach. Yeah, that's <laughs> and tough. now he's out. That's really tough. So now I got to basically take him out and bump everyone up. But now there's people that are like, because, all right, so my, I'm going to pick two win bets and I'll give everyone a try, right? Okay. I'm telling you, I watched Code of Honor earlier this year. Um, and I know he didn't have as great uh, Florida Derby as people would have liked. That was a very tough race to win. But I watched him win the Fountain of Youth, and I think Suge McGahee is the type of guy that gets his horses ready. And the last few Suge McGahee horses, right, that have actually been in position to have had good Kentucky Derbies, they both basically had bad trips at a cost them. And this is the kind of race you have a bad trip, it's over. Because yeah. there's so many horses, Absolutely. it's just impossible to make break through that. Um, I think Code of Honor can win this, and it's I and, and I honestly anything between twelve to fifteen to one is my sweet spot. I love those odds because you're good enough to win the race. People aren't betting you, but you're not. You're a quality horse, especially right. in the Derby. Right. Derby, anything between twelve to fifteen, I absolutely love. So, Code of Honor is my one, and I actually have to agree with the uh, Pizzle. I actually like Roadster a lot. Uh, I'm telling you, don't. Mess. I thought the San Diego Derby actually had the best quality of horses in any of the prep races. That, I've seen that this buyer, season. that buyer that he came out oh. of there with after after two two uh, his second race back. Oh, unbelievable! He's got the he's got the by far the, the the best buyer in the race. Yeah, and I love his pedigree too. And I'm telling you, so my two wins will be Roadster and Code of Honor. And okay. if I was gonna throw out a quick try, I love my mo is I love throwing a long shot into the three. Absolutely. Uh, usually a closer that kind of comes in. It helps the odds out a little bit. So I'm going to go Roadster, Code of Honor, and then I'm going to throw in uh, Vacoma, who I like, Ooh. as a little uh, – closes that out and gets a little the piece of the action there at the trip, and that's who I like. Can I give uh – Three gambling picks? Absolutely. Go right ahead, Jeff. All right. So, um, NBA, um, over the next couple of days, if uh, I have somehow been scorching hot, coming off the worst run of my entire gambling career ever, I had from the NCAA basketball playoffs <laughs> through about last week, the coldest run I've ever Don't had. Don't look at me when you said NCAA basketball. And now <laughs> somehow I absolutely cannot miss. So, we're going to put that to the test. Um for tomorrow, if this is released Thursday morning, um, take the Sixers plus one. 
Um, take the under 219 and a half Boston Celtics versus Milwaukee. And that's my favorite bet that I've had in a very, very long time. Bang that under and um, take the Rockets money line minus 170. I actually like the Rockets money line too. It's a good pick. Uh, and shout out to Value, who normally does picks, but he was off this week. Under <laughs> 219 and a half Boston Milwaukee. No shot in hell that pace is good enough to get to 220. Will not happen. That's bold. That's the ice pick. That's the ice pick. So all you faders out there that want to fade that. Don't <laughs> don't bet it. anything else I just said. Take under 219 and a half. It won't get to 205. All right. So, uh, all right. Thank you for that, Jeff. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. Pizzle, thank you again yes, for coming here talking basketball. You're our basketball expert. Hey, and I know a little about horse racing, too. And horse racing. Shout out to everyone that's going to watch the Kentucky Derby. Hope you enjoy that. It's one of the best races of the year, the best race of the year. Enjoy your mint juleps responsibly. Yeah, please do not chug the mint juleps. Be responsible. Drink them all. And Tom Brady and Danny and Dola. Don't mint mint julep and get on an Appaloosa. Exactly. And listen, if you have the fortune of going down that race and you're down at Churchill, please dress accordingly. Do not show up there like a scrub. It's a very, very elegant affair. Absolutely. Salmon pants. Yeah. Salmon pants. Yeah. Be very like spring colored. Don't show up there in a black suit. Yeah. Do something nice. Salmon pants, salmon cologne. Exactly. And if you're a woman, uh, wear a nice hat. Yeah. Don't be a degenerate down there. Take a shower. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So everyone, enjoy the playoffs. Uh, enjoy uh, the Kentucky Derby. We'll be back with another playoff uh, recap probably after the next round or so. So thank you for everybody. Go ahead, Pizzle. Go big or go home unless you're homeless. There you go. That's words to oh, live by. Thank you. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you uh, to everybody <laughs> for checking us out. Uh, the Rewritten Rules, right. Pod Media, Pod Inc. We're out here. Uh, see you next choice. time. Bye.